This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rob Has a Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and we are here tonight to talk about the Wednesday night episode of Big Brother 24 here. Uh, and uh, quite quite a lot to talk about for tonight's episode, episode three of Big Brother 24. I am uh, filling in uh, for Rob. Rob, uh, unfortunately, was not able to be here tonight. Um, his uh, internet was a little floppy, didn't perform up to standards. Oof. And uh, yeah, it didn't, didn't uh, look, it happens to everyone. Um, and uh, we're not going to judge him for it, you know. Uh, but uh, it did get a little floppy in in his uh, in his internet, so uh, we're unfortunately going to have to move on without him. But uh, for now, let's talk through uh, what we've got here with me tonight to talk about tonight's episode. Uh, we've got Matt Scott. How you doing, Matt? Yes, happy to be here. Uh, I look. I don't have any experience with uh, floppy internet. I don't know if that's the the reference. Happy to be here uh, and happy to be a proud son of the best place on earth, uh, Newark, New Jersey, or just outside of it, at least. So good to good to be here with you, Taryn. Is that is that how you're so happy? Yeah, that's it. It's the it's literally the greatest place on earth. I don't know how it's it's been the best kept secret, but now everyone knows. Go to Newark, visit Newark, join you know, go do everything in Newark. There's so many things to do in Newark, right? Like uh, roller coasters and uh, sl- slides, maybe. I I don't know. And just gonna... happiness, yeah. I, apparently, uh, also with us tonight is Melissa. How you doing, Melissa? I'm doing great. I uh, had a little trouble watching the first little part part of the episode prior mm-hmm. to the first commercial break. I feel like I, I got it, but just with captions on and then like some some people will understand why. But uh, and then I finally got on a good, good uh, 
stream and uh now i now i'm i'm caught up i think so yes good yes. ready to talk your stream was not floppy uh, right it was luckily. not a floppy stream it was very soft i, don't know. I can't anymore but just Sniff, i don't know everybody forget it we're moving past it let's just mm-hmm. talk about non-floppy things clip yeah. forever uh we are going to talk about tonight's episode uh i let, let me make a prediction uh, that yeah. um, my prediction is that uh, we are not going to be uh, very pleased about this episode in general. We are probably going to be talking about our displeasure with how this episode decided to portray some things. Um, if that is going to annoy you and make you uh, type rapidly at us, then uh, mm-hmm. now's your time to <laughs> pounce out, I guess. <laughs> um, because, man, was this edit real bad. Yeah, not not great. And and you know, even as someone who I I've been trying to protect my peace as much as possible since the season started. How long? You said three months. It feels like 30, 30 episodes in at this point with just how much Big Brother we've lived this summer. But um yeah, very clear there were things missing in the episode. It just didn't all add up. And I, I don't, I hope that casuals are able to pick up on that too. Um, and Taryn, of course, you do an amazing job covering, filling in all the gaps, but uh, a, a lot of the, there are a lot of gaps in this episode. Yeah. So I do want to say that I thought about this and mm-hmm. I reached out to my mom um, as a casual viewer and because mm. I felt like we need to know Litmus test. what yes. the casuals feel and think mm-hmm. happened after watching this episode. So I literally called her right before we got on and I was like, mom, is Big Brother airing right now where you are? They never watch it live. They always watch it taped. They don't like to watch the commercials. I said, Please watch it right now. She's like, but your father's outside. I was like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Just watch it. I'm going to need you to watch it. And I want you to text me. I said, text me the whole time you're watching it, whatever you're thinking, whatever you're like feeling. I was like, I'm going on the podcast, so I can't talk. But like, just text me who, what you're thinking of each person and what's going on and what you think like the truth is and everything. Like, just tell me what you're thinking. Um, and so it's been interesting so far. I mean, she hasn't watched that far in it, but you know, I, and I'll, I can keep updating like as we get stuff from her, because I would really like to know, like, I mean, I don't, obviously she doesn't speak for everyone, but it is interesting to hear like what someone who doesn't really know what's going on will think is the truth in this situation. Um, so far, <laughs> Like, literally five seconds into it, she says, Paloma, ew. (laughs) So, I don't know. I guess they're getting that vibe. Um, She said, Michael, guy with glasses, good. (laughs) And then she said, Taylor, just having fun with boys with outfits. And then she said, people are not standing for Michael. What the heck? Dad says they're ostracizing him. Yeah, and Indy won't help him with the veto competition. What would Janelle do? Love it from Michael. So I, that's what we're at. This so is thrilling. Far. This I is love thrilling. Your, yeah, I love your mom trying to figure out like what you're looking for. Like, right. <laughs> she's like, yeah. I don't know what you're lo- like. I don't know what it is, which is good because it's like I want her to not know. Like, I tried to be very non-specific of like what I'm looking for. So I said, just tell me everything. So the fact that she already isn't a fan of Paloma and the fact that she's liking Michael, I feel like. And the fact that she said Taylor's just having fun and wasn't like, oh, Taylor's showing off or anything like that. It was literally just Taylor's just having a good time. So, like, the hope is that – and obviously they didn't portray that as I would have hoped because, you know, they they didn't show everybody, like, basically forcing her to try this stuff on and egging her on and being like, 
like you know oh come on yeah you look hot blah 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 like they didn't they didn't really show that it wasn't just her i mean the way that she's in the dr being like of course i brought a bunch of outfits or whatever and then it's like cut to her trying on all the outfits and forcing everyone to watch her in them like i I just feel like that wasn't exactly how it went down and how i hoped they would show it yeah and and first of all i'll say your mom is definitely the mom voice of the people so i hope (laughs) we keep hearing from her not only in this podcast but in general but also yeah it that was the big uh, one of the big egregious things that was missing from the episode like people actually encouraging her to try on her clothes but even then like uh clothes are meant to be worn uh and you know maybe she just wanted to try them on uh so i don't know it didn't it that didn't even seem that bad clearly i agree with your mom she was taylor was just trying to have fun and um and then everyone even in what we saw was still egging her on along the way and so it's 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 really awkward when there's this perception behind someone's back and i'm sure we'll get into it along the way but it's like there's no way for her to know. It's not that she's not self-aware. She's just not aware of what she literally has no way of knowing because you won't tell her. So uh, fun, fun times. Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, w- we will we will talk through the episode, but I, I think that, uh, you know, if you are seeing any of the response to this episode, you don't know why uh, you're like, I mean, it seemed seemed like. You know, uh, it seemed like Paloma was the villain. It seemed like Taylor was innocent for the most part. Uh, You know, you may have gotten that impression from this episode. I think that that was, for the most part, what they were going for. I mean, Paloma was getting evil music behind her. They clearly showed that Paloma was lying in the situation involving Taylor. Uh, However, um, I think that what they were trying to do was kind of cop out of the situation in the sense that they wanted to show yes look taylor is innocent here paloma is doing some stuff that people are are believing in in you know false things and then so they, they can be like oh yeah see we didn't make out taylor to be the bad guy or anything uh we we say taylor is sympathetic but what they're not doing is showing the full extent uh to which taylor has gone through uh, a, a number of different things and all of the other uh, things that were happening and being said about Taylor prior to these things happening. Um, and they even fudged around with the order of operations here uh, in terms of when the decision was made to nominate Taylor and why, um, including when she cried, uh, they decided to, ch- to shift around um, just to sort of make sure that it was all a little bit uh, nice and tidy in terms of, uh, which is usually what they do. But in this particular instance, you're literally getting articles written about you. And, um, you know, uh, like this is a big thing that's happening right now. And there's people that don't understand why, and it's difficult to explain. Um, so I think it would have been, uh, considerably more responsible for the show to, uh, portray it in the way that it needed to be portrayed. I didn't expect it to happen, but, uh, I'm nonetheless disappointed that it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And along the way, like one of the things that just jumps out to me is we see her crying later on. And it's uh, I think it's 
it's a little bit hard to understand like the weight of what she's experiencing in the house um, in that context. Like you're, you're crying, but this is big brother. Like this is what happens. People are nominated. Are you upset that you're nominated and people are putting a target on you? Like what's mm-hmm. going on? And we need those, we need those gaps filled in so that we don't have people <laughs> like uh, uh, don't come for me, but the Facebook comments going on on she's being a crybaby or whatever we'll get from, from that. And so, you know, it's reality TV. It would be nice to get a little bit more of the reality in it. Yeah, I feel like it's like they they tried so hard to create like or to like have like a cohesive, easy to understand narrative of like, oh, this she said this and Paloma thought she was throwing her under the bus. So she, you know, made up this lie and said it never happened. And then Taylor, you know, that's just the way Big Brother goes. And now Taylor's sad um, because she's been nominated or she thinks she's going on the block or whatever. And then, you know, but it's not showing that it's, it's, it's not that like, it's Mm -hmm. not just, Oh, this misunderstanding. Now Taylor's on the block. Now Taylor's crying because she thinks she's going home. Like it, there was way more to it than that. I understand why they like tried to make it more succinct. And cause I do feel like there's a lot to it if we tried to incorporate everything, but I do feel like it did seem like, the girls were all like, we should all work together as girls. And then Taylor girls, was girls. like, I don't know if I believe mm. that. I'm going to go talk to the boys because I don't really know if I want to do a girls versus boys thing. But the girls weren't even talking to her at that point. Like The girls they were had, like yeah. already ostracizing her. They didn't yeah, want to work right. with her. That's like literally one conversation that they had with her. And they, I don't think they're doing a good enough job of showing that this ostracizing happened long before this whole misunderstanding. It wasn't the misunderstanding that was the catalyst. It was nothing that was the catalyst. You know, it just... Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway that I would give to somebody that has not been keeping up with the updates or the feeds or anything like that. um, And again, this is no no spoilers. We're all talking entirely about the timeline that we have experienced in the show so far. Um, On the show, they showed this conversation between Taylor and Monty talking about Paloma as the catalyst for Paloma to then spread it around that Taylor is lying. And then it got to Daniel and then Daniel decided to put her up because of that. Um, In reality, by the time Monty asked Paloma about that conversation, Taylor was already going up on the block. Uh, That decision had already been made. You might ask, well, why? If not for that, because that's what they showed on the show. Uh, The dress situation is one of the reasons. Um, And there are a a bunch of other reasons that, uh, again, would be too difficult to uh, rehash yet again in uh, this recap. Um, But uh, they have been detailed extensively in the live feed updates and the roundtable and uh, all of uh, these different places, if you are interested. Uh, But the basic the basics of it all uh being that um taylor never had a chance uh and in my eyes the 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 defining argument uh the thing that really changed uh daniel's mind because he had been thinking about putting indy on the block uh the thing that ultimately uh, seemed to shift his opinion was pooch telling him well we know that uh, uh that taylor is going to blow up uh when she goes up on the block and so would you rather have to deal with that for a whole week because people will be scared to do that or would you rather deal with it for just a couple days if you put her up post veto um mm-hmm. and Daniel quoted that argument later in the night, and it was after that conversation that he seemed to change his tune and said to the cameras that he was leaning toward uh, nominating 
Taylor. Um, obviously, Pooch is entirely absent from this episode, despite the fact that I did see him as, again, one of the biggest catalysts for the nomination in the first place. Uh, so that's the kind of thing that we're talking about when we uh, when we mentioned that, like, they are definitely, you know, not showing some things that I think a lot of people would have liked to see, be- especially because trying to explain this to people who aren't watching or aren't paying uh, close attention is very difficult. And when you say that Taylor's being treated unfairly, somebody who'd watched the episodes only, they may have gotten the sense that Taylor was innocent, uh, but they mm-hmm. might respond with, well, it's just a game. You know, mm-hmm. she just didn't do it right. Uh, she shouldn't have trusted Monty, whatever it is. And it's going to be very difficult for that person to explain like, well, no, there are all, there's a lot more to it that you just haven't seen. Um, and that's, That's the thing that frustrates me because we and they should be better than that, considering that this is exactly what happened in Big Brother 21. And to this day, uh, when we when people talk about Big Brother 21, it's well, she didn't talk to the HOH. She it must be must have done something. Um, And. That's a frustrating thing to experience, especially when people are watching after the fact. They don't have access to the feeds in real time because they're watching years from now. And this is, uh, you know, the thing that, uh, you know, is going to have to be like follow Taylor around for a long time if she's anywhere near this community. And so it's frustrating. And that's that's why that's why I am one of the one of the reasons why I am frustrated by this episode. Also, I feel like his speech in the end, like, is going to be really confusing to people who are watching like. Because even even if it's like she like told Monty that Paloma said that, right. what does she really have to like apologize for? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there wasn't really like that connection of like, you need to make some apologies to people and what happened. So like, I, are they going to sit there and like the next for the next episode, show her campaigning as her just like going around the house apologizing to everyone? Because so like, I mean, she has done that. So, like, is that what they're going to do is just be like, oh, and now Taylor goes and apologizes and everyone says, like, you know, we're all good here. Like, it wasn't me who had a problem with you. It was someone else. And then everyone just says that. And then, oh, turns out there's no problem, actually. or whatever. It's like, I don't really know. I don't know what they're where they're going with this edit. I mean, I right. I'm hopeful that. And, and the other thing is, like, I started to question, like, what the edit was going for. Because, like, at first I was like, oh, they're trying to show. Because they kept flashing back to, like, Paloma saying that. And I was like, oh, okay, they're trying to show Paloma's lying. But then Jas- Paloma had a DR saying, like, I can't believe she'd do this. Then Jasmine has a DR who was, she was there in the conversation saying, I can't believe she would lie about Paloma. So then it's like, wait, so she, did she, like, are we supposed to think she did actually lie or like that Paloma was said something else or that like she missed, she misconstrued her words because Jasmine was in the conversation. So like if Jasmine thinks she lied, then like, I, I mean, I, I don't know. And then it was like, you know, Amira being like, well, hopefully she, hopefully like Paloma's telling the truth, but it doesn't really like, there's no DR of like Paloma being like, look, I know I said these things, but I got to protect myself or something like that. So I, that's why I'm very curious to see, you know, what my mom thinks uh, and my dad while they're watching the episode, because I, I even kind of was like, what are they going for here? So I don't yeah. know. I think that's a great point. And the the other thing just in the maybe like stepping back a little bit from what happened in the episode itself, but thinking about the gaps is that it says a lot about kind of who they're looking to protect in this case, like 
I I think that it's important, especially in a game like Big Brother, maybe for producers and editors to be thoughtful about like how what they're sharing because they don't we don't have the same benefit as survivor when it comes to like them saying hey that looks really bad but this is going to be in there if there was something that was so horrible and you know like we've in survivor podcast we've talked about instances like that that have happened that have aired in this case i mean it's tough because it them not showing what actually happened one i mean to be selfish for a little bit puts us in an awkward position a position where we're like screaming like this is what's going on in the house and you know thankfully people listen to and believe what we're saying in the live feeds and what's shown but the other thing is it puts taylor in a horrible position first and foremost where if she leaves the house like you both were saying like this will follow her along the way and be something that she has to carry and so they protected paloma and stayed away from some of the controversy that would come up in the case and actually i guess protected a lot of people in the house um but kind of threw Taylor under the bus and it's it's really sad sad to see because I don't know how she's gonna be able to deal with that I mean it happened so it's not like they could go back and say oh well actually this isn't what happened in the big brother house because they established that narrative and it is what it is they're not going to change that going forward Mm -hmm. it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Frustrating stuff, but uh, let's talk. Let's talk a little more about the episode itself. We did see uh, early on the the Taylor fashion show, um, and uh, we saw that the reaction to the Taylor fashion show uh, seemed to be very different between the men and the women. Uh, the uh, The men seemed to respond with, uh, "Oh wow." Uh, (laughs) and the women seem to respond with uh wow flaunting eh but it's it's weird too because i think it was jasmine even who's like yeah like do it like they were they all seemed like they were encouraging her along the way and she was just going with it and then you have the drs of course where it's like oh i don't know about that that's a bad choice you should be more self-aware so again it's it's odd it must be a really odd situation when it seems like everyone's like really egging you on to do do this thing like did taylor feel like look she's in the big brother house it's her summer off from being this beauty queen uh future miss america probably but uh at the same time like she has to get she's put it she's working for them she was walking the catwalk in the big brother house they should have paid her they should have tipped her in the moment uh instead uh we we see her almost on the verge of being kicked out of the house um it, allegedly in the narrative of the, the episode because of doing that so it, it, odd uh, again that trying on clothes could lead to such a strong reaction at least in the narrative they were giving us plus think about it if she were to have said no right and been like everyone's like come on try on the outfits and she's like no i'm not gonna do that it's like Mm -hmm. first of all they would be like 
oh, okay. So now she's like not going to have any fun. She just like thinks she's better than us because she doesn't want to do a little fashion show when we ask her to. So you get that or you get her saying like, no, like I don't want to do that because it would like make you guys feel bad. And then it's like, oh, so now she thinks she's better than us because she's thinking we're going to feel bad. It's fat shaming or whatever. And it's like she literally can't win. She either tries on the outfits because they ask her to or says, no, I'm not going to try on the outfits and then seems like a poor sport. Like I just... I don't think there was any good situation there. Like, I I don't know. There's no winning for Taylor in any of this. Well, as you can see, uh, I decided to uh, flaunt tonight. Um, You see this this, uh, finale outfit that I'm wearing. Yes, Um, Mr. Big Brother. Get it. You look so good right now, Taryn. Uh, Yeah, I love the finale outfit. Oh, my God. Hopefully you don't vote me out. I can't believe that Taryn, like... He thinks he like is gonna be on the finale. Like, I'm sorry, like himself. Rob takes the finale podcast. Like it's not a Taryn podcast. Like he can yeah. guest on it, maybe, but like he's doing it for know. attention. Doing yeah. it for attention. He's as always, not a podcaster's podcaster. No, come on. <laughs> um. Uh, yes. Um. I'm sure, Melissa, you've experienced this a lot. That uh, you know, when you see another woman dressed up uh, in an outfit, you think. Well, like, honestly, <laughs> if I if I see Much? another woman literally wearing clothes, I'm like, yeah. okay, that's total lack of self awareness. Like, yeah. what are you thinking? Like, take off those clothes. Yeah. You can't win. You can't win. I don't think that's going to work either. Yeah, I don't think that works. <laughs> uh, so we uh, we pretty quickly get to the veto competition. Um, and, uh, of course, the lead up to the veto competition includes uh, WWJD. Mm-hmm. What would Janelle do? Yes, that's, that's <laughs> the, really the question. I mean, I don't know why that's not more of a thing in Big Brother. That should be like the question for everyone, every veto. Um, mm-hmm. They should have a statue of Janelle like in the backyard at all times during each and every veto competition. I loved this. I appreciate this from Michael. It was like bringing fun and lightness into the, into the Big Brother house and a lot of what we've been talking about. And I love his approach of this kind of like positive psychology of like, I could do this. I just need to tell myself I'm going to win and I believe in that stuff. So I don't know if that helped uh, him get that one, you know, one extra uh, ring at the end, but I don't think it hurt. I mean, if you're going to ask what any former player would do in a situation where they need to win a competition, I think uh, (laughs) asking what Janelle would do is definitely the best call. Right. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love Uh, it. Win and, 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 and flaunt it. Yeah, I'm surprised nobody talked about the skip. I was considering all say, the flaunt discussion. It was giving me like part Janelle, part Rachel Riley with the veto. And but hey, I guess skipping is allowed. Wearing clothes is not allowed in the house. Mm. Yeah, can't wear clothes. Can't wear. Clothes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, I loved Michael in this. I thought that. I mean, I was rooting for him to win. You know, you bring up Janelle. Obviously, you're going to get some points from people. Um, I did not like how Daniel in the DR was like uh, super fan versus super fan. Like, why? Why would you be trying to get out a fellow super fan? Like, I feel like that's someone that you'd want to work with. Like, you could. I, I don't see why it's like I. There, so there can only be one super fan here. Like, I just. I don't see why that would be a thing. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't like it. 
It's like you should be you should be lifting other super fans up. Why would you want a super fan to be the first one out? You wouldn't want to be the first one out as a super fan going into the house. Like, come on. Like, I don't it makes me it irritates me because if I went into the house and someone else was a super fan and we knew each other were super fans, I'd be like, oh, awesome. Another super fan. I wouldn't be like, oh, like I got to get this super fan out and I'd be pissed if they tried to get me out. So, you know, I don't like it. It's it's a bad anti super fan attitude. But that's because you're a super fan, super fan. And not everyone is. Daniel's not a super that's fan, true. super fan. He's a casual super fan. He's a casual, He's a casual, super, casual fan. super fan. I do appreciate that he, he gave Michael respect, called him Sir Super Fan, which is, that probably helps. Also, what is, I, I was under the impression that with the festival theme, we were going for more of a Coachella type of vibe. Not a Renaissance. I, no, Renaissance not a Renaissance festival. festival. Yeah. yeah. No. And but then, I do feel like, um, <laughs> Kyle's yeah. outfit didn't make any sense with Renaissance, right? Like that's not a Renaissance outfit. That seemed like um what what is it? Like uh like an English aristocracy but like during the time of like the revolution? I, I wouldn't know the difference, Melissa, to be honest. So Like it didn't I, look like Renaissance to me. Like he didn't look like a king or something. He looked like he was like during the revolution. I don't know. Maybe this was like going for like music festival, but with a medieval times type of theme, you know, like it was, they're like, no, this is definitely not the Renaissance Fair. This is like us, us just pretending that we're doing the Renaissance Fair, but actually at a music festival. Like, I don't understand. Again, I, I was looking for Coachella. I thought that there'd be like raves and other stuff. <laughs> They still might. I don't know. I feel like they, I mean, I think that the theme would have worked better for me if it was like each, and they probably would have forgotten about this after like the first, first week, but whatever. I think if like week by week, it was a different festival, like type. Ooh. And then like during that festival, during that week or whatever, each competition is themed for that. They have various like little things throughout the week, like that are themed with that either like decorating the house a certain way or like you know making right. them do little tasks or something related to it rather than just like oh the theme is general festival and there might be a few festival things or you might be able to like be like i think that's part of a festival but I, it would be a lot more cohesive if each week there was a different festival theme is the the what is it the fire festival? Uh, yeah. is the, that that theme, would be one of them. That competition is just you go out to an empty backyard and whoever <laughs> decides to just give it up and head inside first is the winner of the competition. They realize that there was actually nothing there. All they have yeah. to eat for the whole week is just little like pieces of bread with a piece of American cheese on it, and that's it. Honestly, I mean, it, it works. Some cheese and uh, some mayo, and uh, bam, you've got just enough for Paloma's uh, diet. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is all—it's all ridiculous though, because literally anything could be a festival theme. Everything could have a festival. That's like what podcast what festival festival podcast theme? It's—it's it's, we're having a festival tonight, everyone. It's time to festival. Yes, it's get ready festival. for a festival. Yeah. <laughs> Ready for a festival. <laughs> yeah, they forget about it after like week one. Yes. Uh, well, Michael is here uh, to win a veto. That's uh, that's what he says, right? I have to keep reminding myself that I'm just here for the veto. Uh, see what he did there? Okay, yeah, I get, get it. it now, but I literally did not understand what he was I did not hear that. I didn't get <laughs> that joke. I was like, what did he, did he say he was here for something else? I thought it was like, I thought the... 
I'm such an idiot. I thought the reference was like he was going to, he wanted to like hit Michael or hit Daniel with the jousting stick. And he's like, but I have to remember it's just the veto that I want not to like murder Michael or murder Daniel. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. I thought like he was like, he had just like talked about Daniel and they had just been like, well, they're going against each other. And then I thought. I think uh, it uh, would not work out too well. Uh, you'd be a little impotent trying to use a, a floppy oh. lance um, to I murder. We weren't going to be talking floppy lances anymore. What? You're not a fan of floppy lances? <laughs> no. <laughs> but but Terrence told me. And let me tell you, nobody likes a floppy jousting lance. Uh, oh, nobody likes a floppy jousting lance. Oh maybe man, don't like it. I mean, look. I don't. I don't know. I like they had to. Uh, it was a. It was hard with the floppy lance to like get it into the. No, hole. it wasn't hard. It was, it, uh, well, yeah, yeah, mm. it's yeah, the opposite. So it was that was a Freudian slip. I, yeah, it was not hard. <laughs> oh my gosh, rough, rough times. Like this was. I think Big Brother designed all of this. They're like, we need to figure out the festival theme just to have those little rings. Like it was all for that and all for the floppy jokes and then yeah. also yeah. kind of sad too they couldn't like make a really sturdy pole and just have them use that and ride the, put that through also when pole. it was like when it, it it like literally that you would think someone had it and then it would just be so sad especially like like terrence <laughs> or someone when it was just like all of a sudden all the rings would fall off and it was like yeah. oh god this poor guy yeah. very sad uh i mean it's no wonder that uh that indy did well right Trying to be a sex know, coach. Like, uh, yeah, I was gonna say like I don't know yeah. where this is going. I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, know, I don't I mean, know if I want to say yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like no comment. Yeah, no comment, Taryn. Yeah. No comment. What I, I really want to isolate the the sound at the end of this clip. And let me tell you, nobody likes a floppy jousting lance. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Again, not the sounds you hear at the floppy jousting lance, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, they don't know the right sound. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, um, so ultimately we see a very close matchup between yeah. Michael and Amira at the end here, yeah. uh, comes down to the wire, uh, and Michael, he, uh, he again asks, what would Janelle do? Hmm. And, uh, she would win. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's true. And he did. By one right. And I, like, I like how he, he thanked her. First and yeah. foremost, and then and then his fiance. Like that, <laughs> yeah. you have your priorities in order. The good news is Janelle's probably probably maybe she's tweeting about it already. So that's the good thing. But I I don't know how that's gonna work when you get home, Michael. Uh, that might not be great. She's mm. probably like flip the order around a little bit for, for things to be uh, comfy at home, but. This was a this was a fun moment. I loved seeing the emotion uh, for Michael. Not only does he save himself here, um, but uh, he also now has something like on his resume to prove to other players that he has value in the game. Um, you know, we saw a segment of him just kind of like going around to different people who are all just kind of like, eh, "Do I want to play for you?" Not really. Uh, so it's a big moment for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, look, I, I respect him going around and like feeling it out. Um, and I'm glad that things worked out the way that they, they did for him. But, uh, you know, not, I mean, it doesn't seem like a great situation when you ask people for their support and they're like, oh, 
non-committal because then they really don't need to use the veto on you if they win. That was obviously we didn't have to get there, but um, I just thought that was interesting that he was surrounded by uh, people, a handful of people who would not use the veto on him, which was very, I mean, maybe he had that idea and he did say as much in the episode, which is interesting. So he knew he had to win. Yeah. And uh, this was a good showing for Michael with the casuals as well. My mom says, Go, Michael, on the challenge. The HOH is arrogant. Michael is humble and genuine. Michael won- wins the battle against Daniel. Ha ha. Yay. I can't believe it. And then she says, shoot, Amira and Michael are tied. I'm nervous. Still tied. Ugh. Go, Michael. Michael won. Woohoo. I don't mean to be partisan. <laughs> So <laughs> she, uh, she's, Michael had a very good showing. So I think the casuals wow. are really liking him. Mm-hmm. So. Just, uh, I hope your mom's ready for uh, everyone in the comments to call her biased. Yeah, Can we yeah, say biased what? commentary? What? Drag, <laughs> drag Melissa's mom. Dra- drag her, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> no, please don't drag my mom. <laughs> oh, boy. Well. Uh, Michael has won the veto and uh, we get uh, what is probably the seventh eye roll from Paloma to Taylor after this moment. Of course, my lady. (laughs) Joseph saying, uh, of course, my lady uh, to Taylor. Uh, Grapes were being fed and uh, we get uh, Paloma like a. Yeah, she did not like that. She gave a little stink face. I'm the lady's lady. (laughs) So guys shouldn't be around, be interested in the other ladies because I'm a ladies lady. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I would say let's not work. Let's not look for the logic. Ladies, ladies, really, lady, ladies, lady. Oh God, not again. Ladies, 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 ladies. Doesn't doesn't sound good. The whole girls, girls thing is very frustrating because she. It just it's been co-opted, I feel, because, you know, being a girl's girl doesn't mean that you're just like a bully, mean girl who isolates other girls. Like, it's just it. I mean, it doesn't really mean anything, to be honest. But like everyone should be everybody's everybody and no one should be like for one thing or for the other. And, you know, now it feels like if I hear anyone say I'm a girl's girl, I'll be like, oh, my God, I need to stay away because that's clearly, you know, indicative of you like bullying me. So I don't know. It just feels it feels wrong. Like it feels it feels like they're using this like false like women's empowerment, like like thing as a shield to then tear down other women like you you can't be for women's empowerment while also tearing down other women like strong women don't tear like tear down other women they support other women like it just it feels wrong and nasty and it just feels like the whole thing has been co-opted i don't like it yeah i guess that's kind of where i'm like wait so let me get this straight. This is the girls girls alliance, but you're going to take out one of the other women. Right. At first, and you also have another woman who's not part of the alliance who who knows might be taken out next. I don't know. It's it's odd. Uh it doesn't really add up, but I think that's kind of I mean, at least that's the nice thing. Like when when we interrogate it like a little bit, it's it kind of falls apart, but mm-hmm. actually it definitely falls apart. But yeah, that's that's jumped out to me. Like and Taylor was spot on really just pointing out how the gender paranoia in the house is really ridiculous, less than a I mean, not even less than a week into the house, like a few 
days into the house, when you have the ability to form relationships and establish them from the beginning. Like, this is the game. Play the game. Don't just fall in the, you know, just don't just go with what you assume is going to happen because nobody has these relationships already from the beginning. But um, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I feel like it's all excuses to take out Taylor, whatever it takes. Right. And I feel like it's like, I, I totally understand if the, they're like, we want a girls, girls alliance because we want a girl to get to the end. But like some of the girls aren't going to be in the alliance. Like I get that because you can't have everybody in the house or every all the girls in the house in, in your alliance necessarily like it doesn't necessarily work that way but the idea that you would then immediately start targeting the other girls like before any of the guys like that's where it gets confusing to me like if you're all about like we want a, a woman to win like women's empowerment blah 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 then maybe like try and get the guys out first like don't immediately go after a girl as your first target, it just like doesn't it doesn't work for me. Well, yeah, and and this is another thing that the edit is doing a disservice to, right? Because uh, the reality is that the Girls Girls Alliance was trying to get out a guy. They mm-hmm. were trying to get uh, uh, Daniel to target Joseph, um, and uh, they ultimately failed um, and settled for Taylor, who was not in the Girls Girls Alliance, and that they were, but they, but they had specifically Paloma in particular had talked about like let's not go too hard on Taylor because we actually don't want Taylor to be targeted because we don't want a woman to be targeted. Uh, However, once uh, Paloma ultimately flipped when uh, the the Monty information came in, and of course, also like when uh, when Daniel was like, it's between Indy and Taylor and the Joseph thing is a no go. They were all like, well, yes, absolutely. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. Um, But uh, but the reality is that it was actually the guys that pushed Taylor on to Daniel and convinced Daniel to do Taylor more so than the women. Now, you could definitely say that the women played a huge role in it with all the way mm-hmm. that they treated Taylor previous to that. Um, and they certainly didn't fight for Taylor. They, they really just stomped on the grave as much as possible. Um, but that's another just sort of like thing that will likely get lost to time is that people will probably remember this as Paloma getting Taylor out because that's how they showed it when that really wasn't what happened yeah. either. Um, so it's uh, just another reason why these, uh, these edits are uh, unfortunate. It's funny because, yeah. Was, yeah, like, wasn't Turner the first person to, like, propose the Taylor thing? Yeah, Turner, having discussed it with the guys, was the emissary, uh, the messenger to say you should target Taylor. And then again, I think it wasn't until the conversation with Pooch, uh, because after t- after Turner proposed it, Daniel was still saying I'm leaning indie. Um, but then after talking to Pooch and discussing the fact that uh, one, one of the things they discussed was that, uh, it, you know, only a couple days to deal with her on the block. Um, yeah. He he decided, okay, well, in that case, we'll go with Taylor. Um, and he was ultimately convinced. Um, another big part of convincing was the conversation with Monty, where he brought up the dress situation um, and uh, and many other things. So uh, yes, it's um, it's 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 quite quite unfortunate, but uh, but here we are, Michael with the veto. Daniel's going to have to come up with another uh, nominee and we are going to get the backstory here of the women, the girls, girls talking about the guys, guys. And, uh, and now I'm just going to say the word twice, no matter what girls, girls, mm-hmm. guys, guys, haha. Um, girls, girls are talking about the guys, guys. And um, Taylor walks in, she hears a little bit of it uh, and she goes to Monty and she says, Hey Monty, 
the girls girls are talking about the guys guys and uh if you are a guy guy so maybe you might want to talk to some of the girls girls and uh get this sorted out um man does it sound childish when you continue to say girls girls and guys guys right Uh, (laughs) so uh so this situation of course leads straight to monty then going to uh to paloma and asking hey Paloma Taylor is saying that you were going to go after the guys. Is this true? Uh, Paloma says, no, uh, it's not true at all. We then immediately flash back to what we just saw in the same segment just a couple of seconds ago um, <laughs> to confirm. Yes. In fact, she did say that. Um, and uh, just like that, uh, J- uh, Joseph says, well, I don't know what to believe, but. Paloma was denying these allegations with fervor. So uh, I think I believe her. That's that's what it takes, you know, I literally, yeah. denial, right, Melissa? It's uh, like, what what is she going to do? Like, not deny? I feel like when you're denying it that hard, that makes me think that you're guilty. Like, I don't, it's, I don't know. Like, I mean, if you, if she was really, uh, telling the truth here, she should have been like, let's talk to Taylor right now right, and sort this out because I didn't say that. So clearly something has happened here. There's clearly some miscommunication because I didn't say that. Let's bring Taylor in. And instead she's like, let's not like say anything to Taylor. Cause like, we don't want her to like blow up. So let's like, let's wait until later. And it's like, that would make me feel like, okay, wait, why are we waiting though? Cause if we bring this up to her now, we can like, get to the bottom of this and then we can explain like okay well because you lied you're going on the block like it i don't know i wouldn't believe paloma but i mean i, I don't know i just like yeah. that he referred to it as the allegations yeah yeah that was a little intense um but you know but i will he's say a lawyer he, I, uh, it's true very official terms Thank sometimes you. you forget yeah Yes, yes. He's, and I he's mean, very good at hiding the fact that he's a lawyer. Yeah, I was going to say, I definitely forgot for, for a minute. But it, it's hard because, like, okay, we see Monty hear this information from Taylor and then goes and talks with Paloma. Where Where's the where, where's the, the part where you go back and talk with Taylor? Like, where, where are we getting that? And there's a lot in this episode of people talking about Taylor in many instances and not with her. And I'm like, they did cut to a shot of Taylor eating yogurt t- during that segment when Monty and Plum were talking. I'm like, where's Taylor? Where's Taylor? What's she doing? Talk with her, bring her in, blow it up, call a house meeting. I don't know if you're so upset, but I don't think anyone wanted to actually find out the truth in this instance. They have their target and that works for everyone because it means everyone else is safe if she's the one who's going home. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest problem is that, yeah, they were busy talking about her and instead of watching her eat yogurt, because if they'd seen Mm. her eat yogurt, they would have known good people. They would have been pissed. They would have been pissed at that. (laughs) Like, come on, how dare she eat yogurt? And it (laughs) looks like plain yogurt? No, it was not plain. (laughs) Yeah, okay. No way it was plain, Taryn. Don't be ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, how dare you? (laughs) Taryn, thinking it's okay. Never. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Flavored yogurt? Who do you think you are? You're better than plain? Is that it? That's That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, I do feel like. I, I, I sort, I sort of like understand where they're coming from when it's like, oh, they hear that someone was spreading rumors and telling a lie and it's the first week and like, oh, well, 
there's our reason. There we have it. We don't even need to ask questions. We don't need to do anything like this person lied. Like the easiest route forward is everybody's saying that they want this person out, that they are a liar. So like I'm doing a good thing for the house and for me and for everybody involved by putting this person on the block and we're sending them home. Like I can understand where, where Daniel is coming from when he's thinking that, but at the same time, it's like, it's very frustrating to, for, I think like on the part of Daniel and as a viewer, like it's frustrating because we know that these other people aren't working with Daniel. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't, he's kept out of these big alliances. It would be much better for his game to target somebody else and keep Taylor around. And Taylor even mentions that in one of her DRs, like I would have worked with Daniel. And I feel like he had just been, I mean, he even said it himself. They had, he had just been like, you know, getting to know her and kind of like, he likes like cracking that nut or whatever. And mm-hmm. like, like really like opening the, she was opening up and they were really like bonding. And that's yeah. why in the beginning of the week, he had said like, I don't want to nominate Taylor. And that's what he had said. And then the second everybody says nominate Taylor, he's like, okay, whatever you guys want. So it it is frustrating because it's like from an outside perspective, Taylor would have worked with him. She really liked him and she could have been a strong ally for him. And he's going to struggle moving forward in this game because he doesn't have those big alliances. He doesn't have the solid structure, even though he was first HOH, he squandered it. Yes. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, so what we see is this spreads like wildfire as everybody is being informed of what Taylor did. She lied. Oh no. And, um, we know that she didn't lie. And that leads us to, I think my favorite moment in the episode, which was, uh, Monty talking about Taylor, um, and saying that, uh, you know, she tried to lie to him on, on camera. And, uh, he says this, uh, to Paloma, the person that actually lied to him. The footage is there. How do you think you're going to get away with telling me a lie? On camera. Yeah. On camera. How do you think you're going to get away with that? Paloma, how do you, how does Taylor think she's going to get away with telling me a lie, Paloma? On camera, the footage is there. See, he, he, he missed the part where he, he's not, on, he's not in production, so he's not able to go like check the footage and everything else. So that was like the what the one gap I would say in his yeah, life. just but just a small know. small little misstep is yeah that he's not yeah. actually watching that footage. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mm-hmm. actually see small it. detail. Yes, mm-hmm. like how, why why does Monty trust Paloma so much that like when someone gives him a, a heads up like a warning that he just completely dismisses it out of hand as a lie. And and doesn't even want to, you know, look into it or do anything. He just immediately trusts Paloma. I think it's I think it's twofold. Well, multifold. Uh, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, one is that the, the this image of her that's already been painted. Right. She's already a house out outcast. Um, Paloma is the darling of the house. Everybody loves Paloma. Everybody hates Taylor. Everybody's saying right. bad things about Taylor. So you're a lot more inclined to believe Paloma 
from jump. And then in addition to that, uh, you have no incentive to try to believe Taylor. If you've already been trying to get her on the block, everybody's been trying to, that's what your, your Alliance members are doing. Um, it's not youth that's going on the block. So there's very little incentive to, investigate what the truth actually is um if uh if you can just like scapegoat a person um and i think those are two like big factors for why you know it it comes across this way right uh that he doesn't even want to look into the potential innocence of taylor he wants Mm -hmm. it to be paloma that's telling him the truth it's a much more convenient uh truth for him yeah. Ugh, yeah, I just want him to find out. I just want him to see what actually happened. I just, I want him to know already. Maybe he'll be out of the house next, and then we'll be able to tell him. Yeah, hopefully. I, I mean, who that. knows? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I. You I think just, I but you, the thing is, you know, what he will do is he will say, you know, I, I thought that might be the case. You know, I think it was a little bit of a misunderstanding, and uh, you know, I think uh, ultimately at the end of the day, it was, you know, uh, Taylor, she was fine with it, and you know, and like, oh yeah, we worked it out because she apologized to me, so we're all exactly good now. <laughs> like he'll literally use that and be like, oh, she apologized for not communicating it properly to me, like. The fact yeah. that oh, I don't know, whatever. It, yeah, it's it, well, yeah, and and you know, hopefully, hopefully, with more context, uh, and I hope this for everybody uh, that it, that goes through this experience. That hopefully, with mm-hmm. more context, they are able to uh, actually own up to their mistakes and apologize. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's. Um, I think in the house we will we will not see uh, oh, Monty no, like be like no. Oh, I got it wrong. Oh boy. No, no, but it, it's it's rough again, considering that we only see so much in the episodes that we're getting Monty like aggressively pushing back against uh, against Taylor in this case. And he it's so frustrating as a black man to have heard the line as a black man. I was forced to do that because of her actions. And it's like, what do we have to go there, especially without the context of like, what are her actions other than in this episode, other than allegedly lying about something that she didn't even lie about. She was trying to give you information and you can't even loop back and have a conversation with her. If you wanted to keep her, if you wanted to protect her, you could have, but that's it's, it's like just the excuses pile up and they're piling up more and more and more as this week goes along. And as the episode goes along. Yeah. So as an update for my mom, Uh, she had said, uh, she asked about who's the, the backstage girl with the, not a girl's girls comment. She forgot her (laughs) name again. Um, and so I said, you mean Paloma? And she's like, yes, not liking her. She's against Taylor. Not okay. Uh, and then she says, why are they backstabbing Taylor? What did she do? It's too petty. Paloma. Ew. (laughs) And then says, dad thinks the boys are doing well by splitting up the girls. Don't understand why Paloma is making such an effort to point the finger at Taylor. Dad says Taylor's error was trying to align herself with the boys and the girls didn't like that. I feel so sorry for Taylor. Obnoxious veto meeting by the HOH. So annoying. (laughs) Do not like Paloma. And then I asked her like general thoughts on the situation. Like who do you think is telling the truth? Who's lying? And I'd like dad's perspective too. So apparently my Mm -hmm. mom seems to understand what's going on. My dad is getting like, so I think it's, it's divided a little bit in Uh-oh. terms of like what the casuals are thinking, because my mom says, I believe Taylor and Michael, they appear to be the heroes. Although dad said Taylor should not have worn the sequin dress and pranced around like a beauty queen because the girls got jealous. 
She is so, literally a beauty queen, dad. Dad, dad, not voice of the people. She I'm with your mom. around like a beauty queen because she is a beauty queen. So of course she's just going right. to be herself. No, but yeah, I think like, so I do think there is that vibe of like, well, she did bring this on herself by like trying to align with the boys. Cause it does seem kind of like she was, she was in the conversation with the girls was like, well, I don't really want to do a girls versus guys thing immediately, quote unquote, in the episode goes to Monty and it's like, hey, watch out for the girls. They're worried about you. So it does appear that it's like, oh, okay. So she is, while she is telling the truth, she did like turn on the girls to go with the guys. And now this has happened, you know? So it's not, it's not great, but I do think that like people do know from the episode that Paloma lied, like that Paloma did say that Taylor wasn't lying, um, and then Paloma then did deny the the what that she said that. Um, and I asked my mom if there's any other standout characters. She said no, not really. So mm. <laughs> that's all she gets. <laughs> that's all she yeah, gets. Yeah, I, I mean that's that sounds exactly what I would have expected given given what they showed, given the context of what they were showing. Um, mm-hmm. That uh, that yeah, for the most part, uh, Paloma and Squad are made out to be the villains, but. As I said at the top of the podcast, I could absolutely see why people only watching the show might come away with the message, because I think this was kind of the message uh, that, well, she did kind of make a mistake here. You know, mm-hmm. like she could have done better here. Like she could have made a different choice. Um, and and that's where the frustration sets in, because we know because of all of the context that she never really had a choice and she never really had a chance. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's a perfect example. Perfect. example. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like what your mom said about the veto ceremony though. Yes. yes. I did like that. She mm-hmm. said that was obnoxious. So, uh, I'm glad that it wasn't like, well, she really should apologize. You know, like I am glad that it was like, that's uncalled for. So, I mean, because it was, and it was really not cool to watch that. I mean, yeah. also, like, he tries to paint him. He starts off the meeting like, I have nothing against you. Like, I got along with you fine, but there are, you've rubbed some people the wrong way, and maybe this is your chance to apologize. It's like, if she hasn't done anything to you, like, maybe just be like, hey, I don't have an issue, but other people have come to me and said that, you know, they they want you on the block, and I'm, it's the first week I'm going to do what the house wants. Boom, done. End it that way. Don't be like, and now you can apologize and like, you know, make up for this. It's like, yeah, that last little dig was too far. I still wonder what people like your dad, Melissa, (laughs) think that she like what, what, like, what is she like? What in the world would she apologize for? Like, I'm confused. I'm I'm thrown off. She was she she was literally again. She was just doing what she does she has her outfits they were encouraging her to the point where it's like oh go out there like let's turn into a fashion show and i don't i can't wrap my head around it but i think it's because she doesn't have to apologize for anything and i wish that it was easier for taylor to see that she didn't have anything to apologize for but um you know that's i guess that's life yeah, and well, it's like what for for a guy that's all about vibing with the homies. Like, what was the vibe of that veto speech? Like, um, mm-hmm. so my replacement nominee is Taylor. Uh, I have nothing against you personally, but you have done some things that you need to apologize for. And it's like, dad oh. vibes. 
dad vibes. Totally. Chill. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It was just so weird. Yeah. And, but it's weird, but then like, I guess it's just okay. Like that, like everyone was so, so in on Taylor being out that it's just like, you could get away with that. And it's bizarre. It's very bizarre to be that aggressive. You don't even have to say any of that. You don't need to, you know, be the authority figure. Like you need to apologize, go to your room. You know, Mm -hmm. you really, she like, we really could have been a lot more chill about it or made up some other horrible excuse. Um, But I mean, I think that just speaks to Daniel's game. Yeah. Uh, so that's the episode. We did get uh, Michael reminding everyone that uh, the backstagers are not safe. You saw their reaction uh, in the ceremony. They are uh, a little bit worried. Um, and uh, and that's that's about the episode. Any Anything else from the episode that we should bring up before we talk a little bit about the feeds? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's what we have for the episode. Then, thank you all for joining us. If you're going to leave now, but it's time to talk about some spoilers. What's been happening on the feeds? Let's get into it. Oh. The Office of Civil Defense has issued the following message: This is a spoiler warning. A spoiler warning means that an actual spoiler against this country has been detected, and that protective action should be taken. Okay. All right. All right. What's been happening on the feeds? Taylor was nominated as the replacement nominee and target. Has anything changed? Is she, does she have a chance? Is there really much to update you on? Come on. The answers to all of those questions are no. Come on. Come on. Yeah, there's really not like the spoiler section is is really just an extension of the previous bit. There's not much like there's there are alliances that we could talk to you about. uh, But like. It's not it's not an update on like it's not going to be useful to you. Like if you care about the alliances, you'd just be listening to the other. Like there's no obviously Taylor is the target. She still is the target. That's the that's the bit. We still don't know anything about backstage. We don't know what's going to happen there. That's really her only chance of staying at this point. I, I guess maybe the main thing is that Taylor's campaign has primarily been uh, she knows she's a goner against Terrence. She also knows that uh, Brittany has really screwed up. Uh, and uh, I guess we can give you a quick update on that, that Brittany in the Girls Girls Alliance uh, decided to rat the girls out, particularly Amira, to Pooch in the hopes that if Pooch has some kind of power over the backstage situation, he might choose to save her. So he told Pooch that Amira wanted to target him. Pooch immediately told Amira, and now Brittany has been uh, sort of shadow banned from the Girls Girls uh, Alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, they all know that she ratted them out. They're all pissed, but they have not informed her that she's not in the alliance anymore. Um, and so because of that, uh, Taylor has recognized that uh, being on the block against Brittany at the end of the week is her best chance of staying in the game. And she has started to try to campaign against that in any way 
uh, or get campaign for that uh, situation in any way that she can. Um, it, it genuinely likely is her best chance of staying via a vote. Um, but as we all know or suspect, um, it's probably all going to be for naught anyway, because Brittany is probably the most likely person to be saved by the America's vote. So kind of useless information, but yeah. And I mean, at this point too, like if anything would have changed, like if Taryn, if you would have told me like everything's turned around, everyone wants to keep Taylor, Terrence is going out. uh, Like, well, but actually it's going to be Paloma because of the twist. Like we know this now. I don't know. Like that would have been horrible. Like at this point, they've dug such a deep grave with Taylor. that it's like, Maybe in most of the house, but I mean, I don't think Taylor it has a vindictive bone in her body to do something about it. But at this point, it's like, just let her go because this is a very, this is just not fun for any of us to watch. Again, selfishly for us, but also like you you have so much egg on your face at this point. If you're a Paloma or if you're someone who's aggressively pushed against her that you got, she's got to go. Like you, you've, you've passed the point of no return. Yeah. Uh, really, the only other major thing going on at the moment is that uh, if you've only been watching the episodes, uh, you've seen Paloma as the main character, as the primary driver of strategy in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she's even gotten the final diary room session, both uh, episodes in a row, two and three. Um, we've been making bets on that during the <laughs> during the Twitch streams. Um, and uh, that could change maybe not being a prominent focus uh, of the episode she probably will still have a presence because of uh what's been happening but strategically she has definitely started to take a back seat um because she is just talking a lot about uh being in a simulation um she has been going off on these rants and people are starting to be concerned for her health uh and i think the sort of like the biggest clue that something might actually be wrong is that uh especially today on the feeds uh they're being very careful about showing her on the feeds it seems as though they're trying to avoid we're not seeing a lot of paloma she's been in the diary room a lot um so it seems like there's definitely been some checking in on paloma is she okay um you know, obviously, again, we don't want to speculate too far in terms of uh, what's going on, but uh, there is something seemingly perhaps going on. And uh, we may find out, um, you know, if it's going to be resolved or if it's going to be uh, something that continues. But um, the takeaway should be that strategically, she has definitely um, sort of been taking that back seat and not driving the strategy quite as much as she had been in the time period that the episodes have been airing so far. Yeah, I think like, I mean, for me at least, watching her in the episode, like having conversations, it was very apparent that her current method of com- like having conversations with people is very, very different from the com- type of right. speaking and conversations that she had just a few days ago. Um, and, you know, I hadn't really noticed that because I, I always knew that she did talk very fast and it was kind of just like, sometimes like all over the place when she was talking just because she's very energetic and was very talkative. Um, But it did seem like they were more focused um, in the first few days. Now I do feel like they're way more all over the place. So it does seem a little different than how she used to behave. And it, cause I was just thinking like, well, maybe she's always been this kind of, cause she had, she does talk a lot. She is kind of, you know, 
enthusiastic when she's talking. Um, and so I thought like, oh, maybe maybe we're just like thinking that this is different and we're kind of making a mountain out of a molehill. But I do, I mean, I get that it's like an edited show. So like, it's not exactly how she is on the feeds, but it is, you know, it was reminiscent of what we had seen. And, you know, you could kind of get the sense that there is a difference now between like the way she's behaving now and the way she was behaving then, whether that's just right. lack of sleep or whatever, like who knows, but um, there's a, a difference for sure. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's like, it's, it's tough too, because I mean, this, it, like Taryn earlier today, you were talking with Rob and with, with Aza and, you know, one of the themes that comes up so often in these conversations with former players is like mental health and how challenging it could be in the game. And I, like, again, we don't want to speculate on what might be going on exactly, but um, the last thing that she probably needs is the pile on, uh, which can happen in in this community and on social media. And so, uh, you know, obviously we want what's best for her, but it's it's scary to watch an uncertain situation like that unfold. And then you mentioned cutting away from her in terms of the feeds and her being in the DR. And so hopefully they have the situation under control and she's like, uh, in whatever happens is for uh, for the highest good, so to speak, for Paloma and for, and for everyone in the house. And to be fair, I guess people found some of her old tweets and she talked a lot about the simulation back then. So like, I, it might just be like, she does believe we're all in a simulation and that's just like, we're all thinking like, this is wild. But really that's just like, no, 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 Shh. we're in a simulation. Like, it's guys, just chill out. Like, that's yeah. her thing. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I'm seeing in the chat those were fake. I don't know if they're real or fake, but I did think it was really (laughs) funny that like maybe she was always like thinking that we're in a simulation, and it's not just not just the Big Brother house that's a simulation, but it's everything. So I don't know. Mm, Who knows? All right. Uh, Well, uh, that's that's again really not much to update beyond that uh i definitely would recommend that uh everyone check out the the roundtable podcast that we did last night if you want a detailed overview of where the house stands and again more uh talk about the specifics of what's going on with uh taylor um we went into it all there as well as went into of course every player uh gave them ratings and all of that good stuff uh, so check that out if you want to hear more. Uh, anything else, though, that we should bring up uh, in this podcast uh, from the feeds? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're about to burst out into song. <laughs> and one and two. <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm just very excited to see what happens tomorrow. I have no clue what's going to go on with the uh, with the backstage twist. So, um I really don't know what's going to happen. Um, and I do want to say that I did bring this up previously and I would like to do it, which is like have a, like in the middle of the season, just have like a quick, like audio podcast or whatever with my mom and dad and just like bring them on to like, talk about what they think is going on and who they like and who they don't like. They did not want to do video. So I said, no video, no video. We can just do audio. So like, uh, I would like to still do that. And, uh, it seems like I'm, People are already enjoying their their comments and their commentary. So, uh, yeah, I'm still thinking about doing that. So. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be thrilling. If, yeah. if, if Who knows if that yeah. happens? Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's the current plan is to do it like midway through the season, I think. And then maybe like one at the end if it works out. 
There you go. Uh, well, of course, uh, as uh, as uh, Matt mentioned earlier, we uh, did have a, an interview with Aza that uh, took place earlier today. It was live for the patrons, but it is now out uh, on YouTube and I'm sure in the uh, the podcast feed for everyone. If you want to check it out, uh, I thought Aza was uh, fantastic. So mm-hmm. uh, you can go and hear what she has to say. Um, and uh, I will, of course, be back tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, to update on everything that's happening here today on the Big Weather 24 live feeds tomorrow night. I'll be live on Twitch watching the eviction episode. With all of you, we've been doing these uh, these prediction uh, things in the chat. It's very fun. I'm sure there'll be lots to try and predict in terms of the twist and everything tomorrow night. So uh, tune in as we watch live over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Darren Armstrong. And then, of course, after the episode, we'll be live here to recap all of it uh, uh, here on Rob's podcast. And then on Friday, I'll be live with Rob again in the patron group to do the, uh, the Q&A, the Big Brother Q&A. Those are always a lot of fun. You can jump on a call with us and ask us a question uh, and we will uh, do our best to answer. So uh, those are always a lot of fun. Uh, Matt, what have you got going on? Yeah, so you could find me over on the Wrestling Rehap Up talking about professional wrestling. Uh, we actually had an episode this past week with a couple of casual slash non-fans. So if you're not a wrestling fan, that's a great episode to listen to of the Wrestling Rehap Up with my co-host, Mari Forth, who, Taryn, you stole from me for the live feed update today but that's okay i understand mari the enough mari to go around um and so the wrestling wrap up you can check that out at rob has a website.com slash wrestling feed uh, other rhp podcasts we actually just wrapped the pride has spoken in june which was all about survivor and lgbtq plus representation uh with dr evie jagoda and grace leader so, so if you are a survivor fan and missing some survivor content check that out at uh website.com slash pride feed uh, pod friends interviewing podcasters uh in this rhap universe is amazing and actually uh the next episode's coming out on sunday with the one and only shannon gus uh and so again if you're missing survivor it gets mentioned there and also if you're missing survivor so if you're tired of the big brother season already um i was on this live reality game survivor philly maybe maybe some people heard the first one bryce and wendell were part of it and some other uh, members of the community were part of that and so um follow me at matt scotchy on social media and check out the link in bio for links to all of those things um but that's what i've got going on there you go and uh, uh we also are going to uh we will have an exit interview with uh, the first player evicted uh that will be on tuesday of next week um i uh that is that is going to be the time uh mm-hmm. scheduled for the exit interview but uh we will have one uh it will just be over on Tuesday. So uh, you can check that out. And Melissa, of course, can be found at It's Melissa with three A's. Yes. <laughs> That's what we have for you tonight. Thank you all so much for joining us here. Hopefully, Rob's uh, internet can, uh, hopefully, he won't, uh, hopefully, he will be having a harder time with it um, uh, moving forward. So oh. it won't be so floppy uh and uh we will have it all figured out um so uh thank you all so much again for uh joining us here tonight and we will see all of you next time it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane 
So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.